Hello and welcome to Baggies Broadcast episode 6. Uh, it's been a busy week at the Hawthorns, it is safe to say. I've taken a week off. Last week's episode was a good one. Uh, I'm joined once again by Mr. Matt Wilson, West Brom correspondent. Matt, a very busy week for you, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been quite a busy couple of weeks, actually, obviously, uh, leading up to uh, Tony Pulis's sacking, a search for a new manager, and now we've got one. So, yeah, yes. it's been very busy. Yes, and we're joined also by uh, the digital sports editor of the Express and Star, Express and Star dot com shropshirestar.com Mr Nathan Judah Good morning morning Matt morning Luke very excited it's finally happened the worst kept secret Alan Pardew is manager let's just move on and, and I'm excited for this new era of, of, of free flowing football easy for me to say this morning well yeah that's what he promised isn't it absolutely so there we go massive difference from Mr Pulis um uh, we'll, we'll quickly go through um, the details of his contract for those of you who don't, um, who didn't follow the news uh, which, which broke this week. Matt, what are the details with Pardew? How long is he going to be around for? Well, I mean, that remains to be seen, but he's been handed a two, <laughs> he's been, he's been handed a two and a half year contract um, by the club. So he's um, contracted in place until the summer of 2020. Funnily enough, it's actually when his Newcastle contract runs out as well. That eight, you remember that eight-year contract he was given? <laughs> oh, yeah, do you um, remember that? Yeah, by uh, Mike Ashley after he, um, after he guided them into fifth place in the league. Um, and he was, I think he was named LMA Manager of the Year that year, actually. Yeah. Um, fantastic effort. And yeah, he got an eight-year eight contract on the back of that. And so, quite funny that he's you know, been to Palace <laughs> since then. And now he's, he's, had a, he's had almost a year out of the game. And now he's at Albion and he's still got two and a half years left on that. Not even Neymar gets an eight-year contract these days. It's I know, incredible. It's, uh, it's incredible. I, mean, I would say that I, I think, I mean, I'm not sure about the ins and outs of that contract, but the majority of managerial contracts in the Premier League now that are sort of two years, you do only have to pay them up to the end of the yes. season. Yes, oh no, it was the same with I, that. I was it the same with that? Yeah, it was the same with that. Yeah, it just sounded better than it actually was. I think it was a mutual thing after every year, you know what I mean? If they're both yeah. happy, they'll go I think forward. Pardew left Newcastle for Palace, didn't he? Because obviously yes. he's got a massive mm. affinity with Palace. Yeah. So I don't think it was, you know, I don't think he's held them bound to right no. still, still over this money however many years down the line it is no and then and then that stunning start at Palace as well and everybody was like oh my goodness well he was he was being around well he was being talked up for the England job wasn't Mm. he and actually that is it's an interesting thing that's that's almost where it went started to go wrong for him um had that fantastic turnaround like you say they were in the relegation zone and uh went up into 10th yeah up into the top half from nowhere yeah absolutely to Wembley uh got into the FA Cup final you know obviously he played in the FA Cup final when he was a player there um, but then I think as as we'll probably get on to later on in the podcast it's that sort of longevity can he, can he keep it going correct yeah um, and I mean Nathan you were you were out and about in West Bromwich yesterday yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Fo- following uh, the news um, what what sort of vibe were you getting from fans were they thrilled to see Pardew in um, I think thrilled maybe maybe a strong word most of the fans well 90% of the fans knew that there needed to be a change now whether they interviewed more than one person. Whether Alan Pardew was really the, the, the main target they wanted, I, I'm not too sure. Matt might be able to elaborate on that further. However, I think the majority of people are just happy that Tony Pulis has gone now. Mm. Um, they've seen enough that they want and they want attacking football. And look, if they're going to win, and I think Pardew said the right thing at the press conference, saying they might get a bloody nose doing it at times. They just want to see them go for games. And whether that means them losing an extra goal or so and getting beat 2-0 or 3-2 or whatever, you know... It, they, they just want to see some attacking football they want to see some good football and the fans deserve that and they want a cup run and they want to 
to kind of like get that excitement back, which I think was just severely lacking at the Hawthorns towards the end of Pulis's tenure. I think Tony Pulis did a good job, to be honest, but but the majority of fans did think that they they give Pardew a chance. They know that he starts very well and, and he needs to start well because let's be honest, Albion aren't you know a, a dangerously close that relegation zone, but he has got a good good long run at this this season. It's not two, with two months to go or three months to go. You know he's got a month till even January starts for that transfer window. I think they're all pleased and excited about what he might do in the next few games. The longer the longer it, um, Pardew's name was sort of associated with the job, the more I thought it. Be- it, it was a shrewd appointment. Mm. Um, now, I know it's been seen in some quarters as safe and uninspiring. It's almost been lumped together with this Big Sam going to uh, Everton, Moyes going to West Ham and mm. Roy Hodgson going to Palace. Merry-go-round. That merry-go-round, yeah. yeah. It's been lumped in with that old British manager's job, jobs for the boys. And I think yeah. that his his relationship with Nick Hammond, the technical director from their time at Reading, hasn't helped with that, um, you know, that sort of perception that mm-hmm. this is just a jobs for the boys. Mm-hmm. But actually, I think it could be quite a shrewd appointment for a couple of reasons that you said there. He does get an instant reaction. Um, now, this doesn't mean he's a firefighter in the same sense that Pulis or Allardyce is. You know, he doesn't go into training grounds and puts a rocket up players. He's almost the opposite. He goes in and puts his arm around them. He becomes their friend. You know, he tells them they're you know a million dollars. They're really good players and they can perform better. You know, you look at. Um, I always thought under Pulis, one of his one of the big problems he had was that every, it was tough love, wasn't it? Well, it, it was a it was tough love, but he bigged up the opposition and he yeah. always, and he always denigrated his own players. Mm. Now, whether that was to manage the expectations, I don't know, but or whether he was telling the players something different behind closed doors, maybe he was. But in public, certainly, he kept saying, you know, this group of players is not as good as is not as good as the opposition. The opposition are very strong, blah blah. blah. Whereas Pardew, mm. I mean, I suppose he's always going to say this on his first press conference, but he was saying, like, this is a good group of players. I reckon I can get. A, I reckon I can get a, a, a good tune out of them. I think they can be really attacking, and I think that that positivity is important. I mean, you look at how Sam Field played on mm. Tuesday night, yeah. a couple of days after Megson said yeah. he was the best range, best passer in the club. You know, mm. you could tell that confidence was in him. I think Pardew is that sort of manager. Mm. He will build up their confidence, mm. and like you say, I know he's got problem. He's got these issues about longevity and. and and he hasn't always proven that he can do it for a long term. But actually, Albion don't need that. No. They need someone to come in and have an impact straight away, but not in the way that Pulis does and not in the way that Adice does, because that's been before. They need this impact to be to happen in a different way. And I think Pardew, everything he's said and everything he's done in the past about playing, you know, attacking football and um, you know, being sort of almost a friend to the players as well, I think he could be a breath of fresh air, not only for the players, but also for the fans. And, you know, if it only lasts 12, 18 months, then so, then so, so be it. Yeah. But you never yeah. know, it might last longer. Rondon and Livermore and Phillips and Chadley, for me, and, and you, you're obviously better, better to analyse this, but those four players especially feel like they do need an arm around them at times. And, and whether Pewis give them that or not, I feel like that the, these players could benefit under Pardew massively. I do as well, yeah, I do. I think Chadley's a, a, a really interesting one. It's a shame he's injured at the moment because I'd be, I'd, I can't wait to see him in a Pardew team. I wonder what he would do with him, you know. Especially against Palace and Swansea, and, you know. Yeah. He's just in yeah. that hole, but you know. Will well, yeah, exactly. But he is injured, unfortunately, mm. at the moment. And I don't think he's going to be available this weekend. And he probably won't be available for Swansea mm. either. But we'll, we'll wait and see. Yeah, I mean, and I was just going to touch on that as well. I saw, I was listening to a podcast yesterday talking about Pulis, Pardew and Big Sam. And I thought it was unfair to sort of almost label Pardew with managers like Big Sam and Tony Pulis. Because Big Sam and Pulis are known as defensive managers who secure stuff at the back and then 
you know, they'll look to put the ball forward or, you know, it's not exactly the most attractive football. Whereas I feel with Pardew, it's going to be a bit more exciting, isn't it, than those two losses? I think so. I mean, you look at his Palace team, they had, they had flying wingers in Zahar and Balassi, and that was an exciting team to watch, I mm. thought. Um, the, his Newcastle team back in the day, they, they, weren't, they weren't bad to watch by any stretch. No. I thought they were quite exciting at, at, mm-hmm. at times. You know, they had, I know it's only one game, but they were involved in that 4-4 with, um, with Arsenal, weren't they? And they awesome. roared back to that. Such a good game of football that was. Such a good game. Away. I mean, I know it's only one game, and I'm sure Pulis has had exciting games like that in his repertoire. But you know, I I agree with you. I think it, it is unfair to label him as that. I think he's he's a firefighter, but in a different sense of it. Mm. You know, he's he's he, he's not a drill sergeant. He's I mean, we're probably being a bit unfair to both to all three managers at Pulis, Allardyce, and Pardew by mm. pigeonholing them in this way. I would yeah. say, you know, because you almost. Pulis obviously can put his arm around a player. Mm-hmm. Pardew obviously can rollock someone if he needs to. But there are there are obvious differences there. And I just wonder if the fans obviously needed a change, like Nathan said. Um, the players, towards the end, it's obvious they wanted a change and needed a change. You know, three years, uh, uh, three years of the same sort of drills probably got a bit mm-hmm. wearisome after after a while. I mean, Megson made a good point. I thought. Um, that you know, it's an, it's an old cliche that Jackie Chapman told him that you know in the first year, they you say they say you say jump they jump in the second year you say jump they say how high in mm-hmm. the third year you say jump and they say well we've done, done that for two years it just needs something change yeah. needs a bit of difference I think the way Pardew said all the right words in his press conference I thought you know he was talking about playing freeing up this squad playing a more exciting attacking brand of football you look at what happened at Stoke after Pulis left Mark Hughes came in he played a more exciting brand. But he had that defensive base that Pulis had built, mm. so he had the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. You know, he had he had the solidarity that was already there, that was ingrained in the set side. Now, Albion fans would argue that they've been leaking goals too much recently, and yeah, I would say that's true. But I still think that defensive core and you know that 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 shape is still there. I, I think it's just um, you know sort of a, a confidence issue, I would say, yeah. uh, amongst the team rather than anything. I think Pardew's the man to to, to build up that confidence. Mm. What do you think the biggest hurdles he has to face are at Albion after coming in? Uh, well, Johnny Evans' issue is, is a big one. You know, he was um, he, his his performances tailed off um, this season. At, you know, after the interest from City and Arsenal, there's no getting around it. You know, I don't I don't think he's done it on purpose by any stretch, but it's it's obviously affected him. He's not been at the same level as he was, that he was last season mm-hmm. until the last two games. You know, whether it was something to do with Pulis, you know. Maybe he was disappointed that Fletcher was allowed to leave the club. I don't know. But he he needs to sort out that Evans situation because if Arsenal or Man City come in in January for him, then it'll be interesting to see what mm-hmm. happens. Um, whether Pardew thinks, actually, I could do with the 30 million, 35 million, and I could, I could buy some players in that I want because mm-hmm. they're going to need to sell to buy in January. Yeah. They're at their, their capacity for wages. So if, they, if Pardew wants any players in or if he's, you know, he might think, oh, I need another creative midfield midfielder because obviously Chadley Morrison are injured at the moment and we don't know about Chadley's future we don't know about Morrison's future to a certain extent so he, he might want to bring in his own players so it'll be interesting to see I think the Johnny Evans issue is a big one I think the Nasser Chadley issue is a big one mm-hmm. whether you know can you can you encourage him to stay because he wanted out in the summer uh, I think the creativity um, certainly from the, the midfield is a big one you know Pulis almost died by that three-man midfield I thought it, that he was so stubbornly insistent that he kept um, mm. I think Megson showed that there is a way of getting it to perform okay you know he, he, he brought Sam Field in for Krakowiak and Field is actually a, a bit of a holding midfielder himself 
Um, but, he, but he got that midfield to do quite well. Um, so there, it, it might not be the end of the world if Pardew even played three in midfield like that. I, I don't expect them to, but be, you know there are ways of getting that forward. He needs to sort that out. Um, and he needs to stop them conceding late late goals. He needs to sort out the, the confidence is the biggest thing for me, I think. You, I mean, you were there on Tuesday night. Mm. You saw it. They were tuning up, absolutely cruising. They were coasting, absolutely coasting. I mean, after a, a, a difficult start, first 10 minutes, I thought Newcastle might be shady, but then, but then they just... After that tune, you just thought game over. And as soon as that goal goes in, you could just see it. The energy just sapped from the defenders and they look worried and they look nervous and they look on edge. And, and Albion definitely deserved to win the game on the balance of play. But, mm. you know, it's, it's like with any, any team at the bottom, when you do concede, there's always that fear factor. You're always looking behind you rather than going forward and trying to push. And, and unfortunately, that didn't. But they deserved their win. And you could see Ben Foster's reaction to the... Um, to the deflected goal, the own goal on the, on, you know, it was such a shame. It was absolutely devastated, as were most of the players. But that's just what happens, and hopefully they can get over that. And psychologically, that you know, Pardew you can see him looking, you know, with the cup, cup half full rather than half empty, is what it, what it has been. Yeah, I mean, we've all, all three of us have been to games obviously this season at the Hawthorns, and we've seen a lot of empty seats. Uh, it it was almost helped with Megson coming back in. I mean, mm-hmm. against Newcastle, they had a high high attendance there. It was great to see the other night. Um, is is Pardew being in going to bring the masses back? It'd be interesting, won't it? I mean, obviously, the Newcastle game it was fantastic atmosphere. I thought, but you had a and it was the largest gate of the season. But you had a few different factors. You had that the club were offering kids for a quid, mm-hmm. uh, which is a great offer, you know, for anybody really. Um, you know Newcastle always sell out the away end. They've got fantastic support, so that helped. Um, and you had Megson in the dugout, mm. and it was a it, the fans knew it was a goodbye, a last chance to say thank you for everything you've done for us. You know, th- you know, he he really turned this club around um, at the start of the century, and provided the platform for where it is now. So they knew that was that it could be one last hurrah for him, and they turned out in, you know on mass. Will they do it this weekend? I'd be really interested to see the attendance this weekend. Um, a lot of fans said they were just they were only staying away because of Pulis. Now, as I said earlier, Pardew's appointment has not been met. Um, it's not. It's not been as you say. It's, people aren't necessarily thrilled, mm-hmm. even though I think it's quite a shrewd appointment. Um, you know, think you know, thinking about it now, it it, it it also has that Premier League experience that the board want, but down the line, it could could pay off in terms of attacking football. But there might be a situation where Pardew does have to prove it to the fans first before they come back. And mm. you no, know, it might be a case of he just needs to win a couple of games um, and mm, have over fifty percent possession yeah, yeah, or yeah. something like that, yeah. and, and then and then the fans will come back. So I'll be interested to see um, the attendance. Mm. But yeah, it would be good to see that um, those blues blue seats gone because the, the, apart from Tottenham, they've got the you know the worst percentage of. Um, their, their their ground field in, in the Premier League mm. by some way actually so it's um, yeah it was obvious I think mm. that some, something needed to change yeah and it was obviously a bit of a last hurrah for Megson and he was he was being thanked as well right from the top of the club wasn't he there was there was lots of praise for him even though he was only in charge for, for the, what the two games yeah and I think um, there were some fans saying oh, you know give it to Megson after that because um, they nearly beat Spurs at Wembley and then they should have beaten Newcastle at uh, at home but I think it was the right decision to, to, to go to move on. You know, Megson's been out of the game for five years. Um, he's not managing the Premier League for nine years. And even though he got an immediate reaction from the players, mm. you do wonder if anybody would have got that reaction just 
post Pulis mm. positivity. Mm. You do, I don't. We you know we we can't. We can only speculate on the hypothetical. So we've got no idea. Had I don't know. Say had say Ben Garner been given the job, would it, whether whether it would have been the same. You don't know. Well, look, if they'd won both games, it might be interesting because, I mean, they're ahead in both games. That's a frustrating thing. They've yeah. taken the lead and they've conceded, you know, OK, the two draws, not the end of the world. But, you know, if they got to Spurs and won, which they could quite easily have done, yeah. if they'd you know, held out against Newcastle and they got six points, and I think the board might have had a difficult decision. But Yeah, but I do also think that Megson, as much as he's loved by Baggies fans, mm-hmm. and rightly so, you know, um, for what he's done, he is cut from the same cloth as Pulis in many ways. You know, he's he's quite a similar sort of manager. Mm. So if you wanted um, if you wanted to a sea change, mm. I think Pardew represents more of a shift mm. away mm. from from what was stultifying and what was sort of um, festering at the club. Not festering, that's the wrong word. I mean that's unfair, I think. But you know, people were getting it was getting a bit staid, a bit, you yeah. know, similar. And I think Megson would have been too similar. And I and I also think you can't ignore his role in, in sort of this season's poor form. I think, you know, Dave Kemp um, was almost a perfect tonic to Pulis. Mm. He was um, a much not as brash and, and, and loud. And whereas you, you saw it on the start on the touchdowns, yeah. Megson was out there with him. And yeah. almost he, he found it uncomfortable being a number two, I think. And it was almost like, you know, if, instead of having fire and ice, you had fire and fire. And I think maybe employing Megson, because he had that ties with the previous regime, because mm. he has that ties, those ties with Tony, and because he's a similar sort of manager. Um, you know, I mean, he, he built his Albion team was built on one 0 wins. It's not not dissimilar to, to, to Pulis's methods. I think it needed a clean break. And, and as much as fans love Megson, I don't think um, I think that would have been an appointment of the heart rather than the head. John Carver wears shorts in December. I'm not sure if Carver wears shorts. Yeah, the same sure. as uh, interesting. Same as Kempe, but. Um, I mean, Kempi's over in Florida now. I wonder what he wears in Florida. It must be. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot, I don't think. Not a lot. Ben Garner, obviously, he was um, taken away from training from, um, you know, is, is that a situation where that's going to get overlooked or are they all out of a job now as well? Garner's gone. Right. Um, I mean, he, which is unsurprising yeah. because not only was he Tony's man, but Padre also inherited him at Palace and then demoted him or tried to demote oh, him really? from okay. first team coach to a, to a role in the academy and then Garner walked after right. that so or he left by mutual consent but essentially he said Look, I, I don't want to be doing this academy job okay. and then he came and joined Albion so um, yeah Garner's, Garner won't be at the club anymore um, Mark O'Connor has left as well we believe um, goalkeeping coach Jonathan Gould is staying and Pardew was very complimentary of Jonathan Gould who is, a, who is a good goalkeeping coach, mm-hmm. actually, and he's got a lot out of, um, out of Ben Foster over the years. And um, Darren Moore, people like that. Darren Moore staying, staying, yeah. I mean, his, his role is, um, he is, is overseeing the loan system. Sure. So he, at the moment, I don't think he's, I mean, he, you know, he's such an Albion man. Yeah, of course. That yeah. I think it would, yeah. be, it would be naive of Pardew to get rid of him. Um, but uh, Jerry Francis as well, first team coach believe he's staying on for the time being as well. Oh, interesting. Well. So, um, but I think that, you know, that, that sort of um, experience as well that Francis has, I mean, speaking to Matt Phillips in the past, he's, he said that Jerry Francis is, he's got so many years under his belt. Yeah. He's, I mean, I think he's 50 years in management mm. now, or 50 years in football, sorry, not management, but 50 years in football. Mm. You know, he, he knows, he's seen it all before. Yeah. And I think that's quite important to the players. And I think you do need to have um, maybe 
So it's not too much change, but mm. yeah, like I said, it needed, needed something to, to be changed. Yeah, I was going to touch on Carver as well. A bit of a mixed uh, reception with that one. Obviously, a lot of fans look back and they see his time at Newcastle. Um, I mean, That's a bit unfair, though. I think as a manager, maybe, but not, yeah. not as a number two. I think yeah. he's highly highly respected in the game as a as a coach and as a number two. Um, maybe not a manager. Uh, you know, it, uh, that's based on what he's based on what happened at Newcastle. I think even those at Newcastle think he's a he's a, mm-hmm. he's a decent number two and he's a, he's a he's more than capable assistant. Massively respected number two, but um, as a manager, maybe not. He just doesn't have the um, the right um, makeup for that. And some people don't. And some people don't. And it is a different job. You know, you do have to have a thick hide and all that sort of and all and everything else. Um, I mean, even you know people like McLaren, you could argue were mm-hmm. great number twos, but mm-hmm. maybe when they stepped up as, into managers. Sometimes it just doesn't work for certain people. And in the same way that Megson couldn't really, felt uncomfortable being a number two, he's, he's obviously suited to being a manager, yeah. just from his personality. And I he think, wants to be, again, I'm sure. Somewhere. And he does, yeah. And I'm sure he will get a, get a shout somewhere at some point. Uh, well, I hope he does anyway. Um, but Carver and Pardew, you know, it was, a, it, was, it was a relationship that worked well for a time at, at Newcastle. And the most important thing is is that Pardew thinks it works. Mm. I mean, he was very complimentary of, of Carver on, at his unveiling, saying, look, he knows me, he knows what I need, um, and he he does some, he's a great coach on the training pitch, so yeah, why wouldn't I get him in? He'd done his research, Pardew, hasn't he? Um, gone to plenty of different sports and spoken to different different people. Yeah, he had. It was an interesting... Um, 11 months out. But interesting 11 months not out. Not been sat on the sofa, has he? Not been sat on the sofa. As he said, he, he went to... Uh, some Formula One teams, and he went um, and met some rugby teams as well. And, he, and, and more than that, he, you know, he even looked out of this sphere of sport and went and um, saw different man- management styles um, in, in, in other businesses just to get a, a, a range of, um, of ideas from, from other places. And I felt that at his unveiling, I mean, I, this is only, we've only met him once, you know, briefly, but I felt he was perhaps, although he was confident and, and, and assured and, and, and quite calm, I thought he was. A bit more humble than perhaps his reputation sure. um, has it, and I wonder if that sort of eleven ga- eleven months out of the game uh, has has brought that about. You know, mm. he, 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 I think he's probably aware that this is a, this is a great chance for him to, to to get back in to the swing of things. A great opportunity for him. Let's be, let's I mean let's have it right. The the Albion job is an attractive job. Yeah. You know, they are a solid Premier League club with a decent squad, and you know, for for somebody who's been out of the game for eleven months, it, I. I wouldn't say he's lucky to get it, but I think you know he knows it's a good opportunity for him. I don't think you get this opportunity. If it didn't go well here, I don't think you get this kind of opportunity at this kind of a club. Again, he'd have to maybe take a step down, really. This is, this is a cracking job for him, I Potentially, think. Yeah, yeah, potentially. Mm. Uh, we'll touch on the Newcastle game shortly after. I've prepared a little bit of a segment for you two guys. Oh, uh, segment, segment. Segment, segment alert. Segment. Uh, on Mr. Pardew, it's called Pardew or Pardon't. Oh, he's, been, he's been waiting for this one. This is going to be a good one. We, we actually prepped this podcast for the day that Pardew was um, <laughs> was appointed, but we were so hectic we didn't get time to produce it then, so we're doing it now. Uh, and I was very excited to put this one together. Basically, I'm going to give you a short number of scenarios. You simply say if Pardew should do it or not. So, simple enough. Uh, once for, So, for example, um, make Albion a more attacking threat in open play. I'd assume you'd both say Pardew. So there, there's an example for you. Okay, cool. Okay, on, so uh, the first one, keep Sam Field in a starting eleven. Pardew for me. Pardew for me. I mean, he was man of the match on Tuesday night. I mean, Nathan, you were there as well. Different I, class. He was... I, I, I've not been that excited about an Albion player's performance for a long time. We did an 11-minute video at, at the end of the game 
nine and a half minutes was talking about talking about Sam bearing in, be, bearing in mind that a new manager was on the way <laughs> yeah. I, I mean I, I don't know but the roar and, and, and when he scored and when people realised it was him and the chant of Sammy Field he's one of our own afterwards I've not heard it, the Hawthorns be that loud for years there some great snaps of him with all mm. the players going to him it was absolutely different class but not but it wasn't just the goal was it oh no it was no, his it was everything. Yeah, was, yeah. game I mean, he, and you said he was good at, good at Wembley as well he was good at Wembley but he was I mean he, I'll tell you what he, he, looked, he didn't look out of place at Wembley yeah but I wouldn't say um, he controlled the game no. or even had as much impact no. on the game as he did, as he did on Tuesday night. I mean, he, he, yeah. he ran the game, yeah. I thought. I yeah. mean, he was everywhere. That left foot of his is sublime. I'm very, I've always been a big fan of Sam Fields. And ever since him, he came through with Lico, I've always championed him and always said, look, this guy's got mm. the right attitude mm. and the skill set, skill set to go far. He just needs games and you know a bit of time yeah and interviewing him uh, you know since over you know, the last two or three years uh, he, he impresses me each time i see him mm. the thing about um what's happened recently i, I think he's, he's bulked up a bit he looks stronger um he looks fitter um faster and you know he look, well, looks like a man basically yeah. he looks taller i think he's still growing he's only 19 mm. i'm very excited about samfield and i think man- managed correctly he could be a future star for Albion. Is this worrying news? Well, not worrying, but I'm sure they'll want him to do well. Is this worrying for the likes of uh, Gareth Barry, Kukoviak, Livermore? I shouldn't be worrying. Um, you know, if you're if you're Livermore's an England international, Kukoviak's PSG superstar, Gareth Barry's Premier League all-time appearance maker. <laughs> if there's an, you know, you should see this as a challenge. If there's a 19-year-old getting a pick ahead of you, you should you should be wondering why. Absolutely. And you should you should think, well, what have I got to do? And that's only good for the team. I think that rivalry. Mm. I don't. I don't see. Any, I don't see anything wrong with that. I think um, it might get a reaction out of Krakowiak, which we need. It might get a reaction out of Barry. It might get a reaction out of Livermore. Although I would say Livermore has been quite good recently, so mm. I, I, I would put put that in there. All right. Next one. Once fit, reintroduce Nasser Chadley into his desired role. Well, his Chadley's desired role is out on the left. I mean, there's there's this misnomer about Chadley that oh we should play him inside. Chadley wants to play on the left. That's where he that's where he enjoys. I mean, he doesn't want to play left wing back by any stretch, but he likes to play as a left forward. Um, he likes to cut inside from that side. So um, uh, Pardew in the past has gone with wingers, out and out wingers. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I would go with I would go with Pardew on the proviso that Chadley does it. Um, mm-hmm. in, you know, if he get, gets a chance, he performs because. If he doesn't, then you know there are plenty of other options. I'd go Pardew, but you'd have to be very careful having Kieran Gibbs and and Chadley down that left-hand side. You know what I mean? Not the most defensive. No, it's there. not. But I thought Kieran Gibbs actually had another good game. Um, I think Gibbs has been fine defensively. Yeah. I can't think of a mistake he's made. But he did go forward a lot, which was great. And it was good to see him. I thought he had a bit more of a free reign down that left-hand side. And obviously with Chadley, he's not particularly going to track back. Does that leave you exposed potentially? I'm, I'm not too sure. Yeah, but if you want... I mean, if you want this... Well, this is true. Attacking yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want yeah, yeah, yeah. your nose bloody, if, if you want yeah. three twos and four threes, then yeah. why not? Yeah. You know, I think after three years of what mm. we've what we've just what, what we've just seen, I think it's true. Fans, it's funny. Like if if you if they concede a couple of goals down that side, then yeah, yeah. immediately it becomes an issue. But yeah, yeah I'd, I'd I'd be happy. <laughs> See Brunty back in it left. Back. I think also I think Gibbs has been superb. Not just defensively, but yeah. defensively too. I don't. I, I. I literally can't remember of a mistake he's made. Yeah, probably one of the best summer signings for Robin. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm amazed he still hasn't won the game. It's. It's, it's, <laughs> it's incredible. It's incredible because he's been so good, and I feel so sorry for him because 
when other players maybe their performances dipped, his didn't. Towards mm. even towards the end, he was he was still so solid and so reliable. I thought. I thought he's got definitely got. I thought the first couple of games he was he was just getting you know getting used to things, but he's definitely one of the one of the most consistent performers. Five now. million pounds, but an absolute snap. yeah. That's good, I, good I, I think if the club were doing well, he'd be there'd be talks of him maybe sneaking into the England squad. And good I, player. He's a good. I player. think he's a very good player. Yeah. Entertain offers for Johnny Evans in January. Oh, I would go with Par Don't just because I think Evans on his day is is you know the arguably the best player on the on the team. If the if if the same offers on the table for Man City, I'd go Par Do, and I'd say you'd have to bring someone else in. But I think there's I think that I think if Johnny Evans is going to be Johnny Evans of the last few weeks, not the Johnny Evans of last season, then I think you take the money, you run, and you and you, and you sign a couple of players. But you need a, you need a centre back because you need a centre. Oh, absolutely. Because Dawson's injured. Yeah. Uh, McCauley's not getting any younger. Yeah. I know he's. I know he's fantastic yeah. fitness freak, but you know he is. He's not. He, he's. Alvin have looked. Put it this way. Alvin have looked better. Yeah. Um, with Neil McWright centre back, and um, you know Hagazi can't do it all by himself. No, he can't. What What I would say potentially is if you're going to get thirty million pound mm. for for Johnny Evans. The whole situation with with um, with, with Middlesbrough and they're after Ben Gibson this summer. Now Middlesbrough are not kicking and they're not top of two. That the seventh, they're struggling. I think if they go back in there and offer 15, 16 million pounds, so you're getting 15 million pound profit and you're getting a an England international or potentially an international who's 20, 22, 23. I, I think I think that might be the way to go. You think Borough will sell for, for that? Well, look, there's problems at Middlesbrough. There's big problems at Middlesbrough. Um, he's Gary Monk's not done. Uh, in fact, I think. He, Talking to a few of my contacts at Middlesbrough this week, he's in a bit of trouble there. Middlesbrough are obviously on the cusp of that playoff spot when they're expected to walk the league at the start of the season. I think if they come in with a 15, 16 million pound offer again, when his stock's obviously lower than it was in the summer, it was an all time high. You talk about Man City, you're talking about Arsenal's making bids. Yeah. And I think it'd be very, very interesting. So I would definitely be sounding out Middlesbrough now yeah. and seeing what the situation is. Now, if they're going to get 30, 31 million pound for Johnny Evans, I think that might be the way to go. But even if even if Ben Gibson wanted to come, mm. would Steve Gibson want to sell him? That's the question. Right? Well, I think you know. Look, I mean, Steve Gibson. Yeah, obviously he's his uncle. People who don't know that. Um, so so it's nice nice to have an agent who's your uncle who's the chairman trying to trying to sort a contract out. He's on big money at Middlesbrough, but he won't be as you know. Albion can match those wages. And, and, the some, day, and some. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you know if they are seeing him as England international, he's not going to do that while he's while he's in the championship. And if Middlesbrough aren't going to go up this year. Then he wants a three, four, five year deal. I think Albion's the best place for it. He's seen people like um, Jake Livermore revive his England chances and, and plenty of other people. So you know, if, if he wants to see and he needs to develop as a player, I think Albion's a, a cracking, a cracking club to do that. Is he want to throw his toys out of the pram? No, no. He'll no. just he'll just carry on working. He won't, make it, he won't make it hard for. Brilliant. No, I don't think so. He's proper solid, obviously with his with his uncle there. But at the same time, if you could, if you could, if you could sell Evans and get Gibson to make money, mm. I think you're right. I think mm. that's a good idea because mm. Gibson is you know six, seven, eight years younger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm, makes sense. Uh, play the midfield three of Barry Livermore and Krakowiak. Pardo or pardon't. 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 <laughs> you can't be, I don't think he will. Mate. I don't think he will. I don't, I can't, I can't. If he plays those three on Saturday against Palace and Sam feels back on the bench, then he will hear it. And there's, there's not, not a cat and L's he, chance that's going to happen. He's not going to do it. No, he's okay. not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, last one. Um, aim for a lengthy FA Cup run, or given that he doesn't do that, focus on the league. Well, Pardew, yeah. Yeah, long pa, run. Pa, Pardew. As long, as long as they're kind of like you know not 
a point, you know, off the drop or whatever. You don't want to do a Wigan, do you? You don't, but then, yeah. then, then at the early stages of the competition, you know, you, if you get a couple of decent rounds, then I think... You've got a win in the FA Cup. Say you get uh, a, a Championship or a League One side yeah. and you beat them handily. Yeah. Um, I mean, Albany have struggled to do that in recent years, but say you did, say you do do that, mm. that can be a confidence booster mm. for the league mm. form. I think, and let's be honest, they brought Pardew in for runs and, and cup runs, and, and you know to try and yeah. recreate what he's done in the past. Yeah. I guess. So. And I would, I would, I, I do think that Pulis, to be given his dues, he did go for the League Cup this year. To be fair to him, yes, he, he did. Played yeah. a strong side against Accrington, and, yeah. and he nearly beat Man City in the League Cup. Which is fair. I know he's. I know he didn't really give the cups as much uh, respect as he should have done mm-hmm. during his time. But you know, he, he took them to the quarterfinals in his first year of the FA Cup, and I, I don't know. He should have done more maybe in in his two sort of middle years. But I think this season with the squad that now that he had a good squad, he was going to go for them. It just he didn't get. He didn't reach the FA Cup. The most excited. The most excited I'm going to be on Saturday. We're both covering the game on Saturday. Is seeing Alan Pardew walk into a post-match press conference. And someone sit down. He's going to sit down. He's not going to stand up. Yeah. Because he is desperate. I mean, you talk about Tony Pulis, and, and I think it's very frustrating from my point of view seeing him just stand up behind a chair and desperate to leave. And I understand that he answers questions if he's on the way out. The best, the best thing about uh, Pardew's unveiling was that when you asked him a question, mm. he let you finish your question. He took it in and mm. he answered the question that you asked. Yes. Whereas Pulis has had a habit of cutting, a, cutting across you. So say I was asking a question about Krakowiak, yes. he would cut across you before you'd even finished the point you were trying to make and would then just talk about what he wanted, he wanted to talk to, about. He had his own agenda. He yeah. wanted to talk about Krakowiak. Now, you know, he, he would say, oh yeah, but Krakowiak's a great player, blah, blah. So he wouldn't, he wouldn't always, I mean, I mean give him his juice, he would sometimes, but he wouldn't always completely listen to what you had to say. But Pardew, um, you know, I thought he did really well on them. As we spoke about in the video uh, that you can see on our, our website, I thought he did quite well on his unveiling. And I think he's going he's gonna to respect the questions that are put to him maybe Good. a bit more more. Mm. How long do you reckon it's going to be until Pulis is back in work? Do you reckon he'll give it a bit of a break this season? Or if, if a Premier League comes in, club comes in and you know, they need someone to keep him up? I think he can get back into it soon. I mean, I, don't, I imagine he'll take maybe a month or two out. Mm. Um, you know, he's got um, a couple of personal family things that he's, he's going through at the moment um, that we wish him well with. And I, you know, I, but I do think he, he, he loves it so much. He's such a sort of, I've used the phrase in the past, he's a Duracell bunny. He mm. just can't, he can't stop. So I would be surprised if he wasn't chomping at the bit already to get back into it. Look, um, I mean, he obviously lives down south. I mean, if the Southampton job did come up and they offered him it, I think he'd be an absolute fool not to take it. I think he would. I think one hundred percent he would take that job. Whether whether Southampton were looking for something better than Tony Pulis. Yeah, but Southampton have just smashed Everton, haven't they? Four one. Yeah, uh, he was he was in trouble before that. As what I'm saying is that we'll have to see what happens there. Um, I'm just looking at the Wales odds now. Obviously, it was mentioned as the Wales as it was a massive favourite. Craig Bellamy is now the the two to one on. Favourite to be the next manager with Pulis, second favourite at seven to two. So he's drifting on that front as well. I'd be surprised if he went for the Wales job. I don't think he. It's it's too part time for him. I think he. Do you not want to spend time with his family though? Is that not suit him at maybe, this stage? Maybe, maybe. I mean, I, I just think he likes the, that sort of daily daily sure, grind, grind with yeah. with with the players. And mm. I, I don't know if he would. I mean, maybe he would. But I think I always got the impression that he would rather go and then sort of semi retire and co- or, or retire in in America with his son and go and coach out there rather than. Doing uh, international football. Where do you see Tony Pulis's stock 
at this moment in time after after this range you feel like it's up it's down it's 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 as it as it was i think it's as it was i think he you know he almost lived up to the to everybody's expectations he came in turned the club around um saved them from relegation um had a bit of a dodgy second year mm. then took them to a fantastic uh, 10th placed you know played some good stuff that year as well they were in eighth for a lot so i think a lot of um managers will look at that and think well, if you, you know, if it, he will have highs at some stage, he might have some highs and some lows, but you know, as we as we all sort of feared, he does have a bit of a shelf life once he once he gets the the attacking players in and and, and changes it around. But I, I I don't think his stock has fallen with his time at Albion. Yeah. Um, but I also don't think it's sort of risen to a new level. I think he is what he is, and when if you hire him, you know what you're getting. And um, I think there will be some clubs willing to do that. Mm. Swansea would be my guess. Yeah, good shout. Yeah. Because they're on a dire run, mm-hmm. and although Clement had a great, um, great start, a, a great impact last mm-hmm. season, you know he's from that round, he's from that area, isn't he, Pulis? And um, if they, at the end of the day, if they want to stay up, then they might go to him. I mean, the, the interesting thing about Swansea is that they, even now, they still um, p- pertain to, to play the Swansea way, which mm-hmm. is like nice attacking football. If you employ Pulis, <laughs> you are admitting that that yeah. is no longer part of your DNA. Yeah. Mm. He's got his 1,000th league game as once. He's, he's awards dinner soon with the LMA as he well. Does, so yeah. He does, yeah. It's probably a shame that he's out of work at that time, but at the same time, an amazing accomplishment for, for him. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, I don't think anybody, uh, any Albion fans would, you know, denigrate what he's done. Um, it was just time for a change. He'd taken the club as far as he could, and that is... That is uh, the long and short of it. Yeah, so we'll move on now. We'll quickly talk about the Newcastle game quickly. Um, two points dropped, surely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, Megson, he's, he's done well to right the ship. Um, the result against Spurs was a good one. Uh, up to half-time, well, when I was tuning into the game on and off, uh, the Newcastle one, I thought, well, I'll be going to get three points here, but obviously it didn't end up that way. Uh, is this kind of um, a sign of just how big a job it is for Pardew because like, they seem to be doing so well but then at the same time the confidence was low yeah I, I mean I don't know about you Nath but at 70 minutes I thought fantastic you know a win 2-0 um, up uh, against Newcastle we would have leapfrogged Newcastle mm-hmm. with that win moved up into sort of you know lower mid table all of a sudden things are looking pretty rosy um, you know I mean that being said there's so there's only five points separating Leicester in ninth from Albion yeah. in seventeenth. So a couple of wins and it's all suddenly completely different. Um, but yeah, there are obvious issues with among the confidence of the players that need to be addressed. But like I said earlier, I think Pardew could possibly be the man to address them. I think so. I yeah. think so. Yeah. You mentioned the congested table as well. They've got two great games now to really uh, get them a couple of wins, which you thought. Uh, and funnily enough, his first game, and fun, I also saw a stat. I'm not, I don't have a double check this, so don't completely quote me on it. But his last game this season is also Palace, right? Um, ugh, I should know that, shouldn't I? I don't know that. Sorry, I, just, I saw a stat on Twitter, but um, <laughs> I've got no idea. But yeah, uh, I, I'm dropping you in it there. But anyway, first game against his former employers, uh, and Roy Hodgson obviously uh, coming back to the Hawthorns as well. Yeah, it's funny how um, how that works, isn't it? <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah, it's insane. Uh, but a massive chance for get, uh, for three points. Um, what's more important for you, a, a win or or a performance? I think a win. I. D- I d- in the in the past couple of weeks, it's been the performance, but now they're third. It is Palace. It's Palace mm. last game of the season. It's Palace last game of the season. But there you go. But last the last couple of weeks, I think we've seen that at Newcastle. We saw a performance at Newcastle. <laughs> uh, we saw a performance at Spurs. 
and they need a win. You know, 13 games without a win. Um, they just need to get that three points. And I think if even if Pardew was to nick a Pulis style one nil, it would be okay because you know he's only had two days with the players. He can't be expected to have that much of an impact in those two days. Um, I, I, you know, he said he wants to play free-flowing attacking football and free up his players. He said, look, it, that might not be the case against Palace. It might not even be the case against Swansea. But mm. after that, I would hope to see an impact. And I think that's fair enough. I think I think I would agree with that. You know, you can't you can't expect him to do so much in two days. You know, he's he's just getting to know his players. I mean, he's got what's he got a squad a squad of twenty to get to know in in, in two days. You know, yeah. day one would have been okay. Where where am I with these players? I mean, he might not even have noticed a few of them until day two so, on the training pitch yeah. do you know what I mean so it's uh, it's it, uh, they just need the three points that being said Hodgson has done a good job at Palace I fully expect Palace to be um, safe actually this season I don't think they're going to be in the bottom three I think there are three worst teams out there I think they've got some exciting attacking players players that Pardew had a hand in uh, you know, developing at that club so Hopefully he's got a few tricks up his sleeve and he's got some inside info that um, will help him on Saturday. Look, there's a few fans that, that I spoke to that said they wanted to replace Tony Pulis with Tony Pulis, which I can kind of understand as mm-hmm. well with the situation they're in. And like like Matt says, I think a Tony Pulis style one nil, you know, no no sexy football, but they get the three points. I think they just need three points at this moment in time for confidence and, and like, you know, how much you, how much work you can do in two or three days with the players? I don't think they could do too much. I think you'll see more of it next week. Mm. Will there be much of a reaction from the fans? You reckon with Hodgson walking out, or are they just going to be? Hodgson will be warmly received, absolutely. Yes, yeah. and Pardew will, will get a warm reception as well. I, don't, I you know, I think um, a lot of people towards the end of Pulis's reign mm. sort of thought, well, is anybody but Pulis? And um, no, yeah. I think I think it should be good atmosphere. I think tomorrow. Mm. That goatee as well. Talk to me about that goatee. I like that. I think that's good. Looks good for uh, how old is Pardew now? Fifty six. Is he fifty six? Yeah. Is he right? Okay. A lot of managers do that. They kind of almost reinvent themselves. They do, don't they? Steve Bruce did the same thing when he was in at Villa. A couple of other managers yeah. have done the same. Paul thing. Lambert, when he was involved at Wolves, came in with like proper proper sneakers that you would uh, you know see on a twenty five year old and looked fresh faced. But yeah, they it's do reinvent themselves. Formula One effect, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, um, um, obviously Palace bottom of the table at the moment, but like you said, they have been resurgent from that horrendous start they had. Um, are there any players which Pardew will be pointing out and saying well I've, like you, you wrote a piece earlier today which is online today um, which was Friday if you're listening to this afterwards um, about having some, a bit of insider information are there any players he's going to be particularly mindful of? Zahar I would say you know he's, he, he is the talisman of that team um, and he is probably the most dangerous player and I think he's the one they need to watch out for he's, he's different class Zaha and, mm. um, and I would say even though he struggled with injury this season and Ben Teke's been on the bench last couple of games, I think he'll start on Saturday. I think he's ready. He's been giving him 45 minutes here and there, half an hour. And I think that you might see him, especially going to West Brom, I think, I think this could be the time to, for, for Ben Teke to start again. And, and I would definitely not write him off either. Mm. And Loftus-Cheek as well is as, as having a good season. You know, I'm sure Livermore has told them all about how well he played for, for England the other day when he was alongside him. So. I mean, this isn't, a bot- this isn't like you're no. facing the bottom at home. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a side that, that should be mid-table. As, as, are, as are a few. You, know, you look at your West Ham United's who are struggling Stokes, they'll be expected to be mid-table by the end of the season as well. So this isn't, this isn't an easy game by any means. No, I, d- I don't think it's a... Bo- you know, it doesn't, it doesn't have the feel of the bo- for no. bottom club. You no. know, mm-hmm. um, I, I think they'll, be, they'll come out of it by the end of the season and I expect you know, teams like Huddersfield to slip into it a bit sure. more because they just can't buy a goal. So Palace, it's not a foregone conclusion by any stretch of the imagination. And you know, I'm, I don't think the fans will think it is because they know what Hodgson's capable of. 
um, they, and they they fully respect him as a manager um, for his for what he did to, to this club. So, yeah, it, yeah. it's it's not uh, three points is is massive, but it's not a foregone conclusion. Yeah, and you were both at there in Newcastle with uh, like I said the highest gate of the season. Are we expecting another large attendance? I hope so, but we'll have to wait and see. I mean, um, we it depends. Better bloody warm up. Goodness me, it was freezing the night. Yeah, it was. Walking back yeah. to that car, goodness me. Shot, we shot some two shots before and we've been shivering in them two shot videos, haven't we? Look, luckily, everybody left the press room when we did our two shots, so we decided to film it in there, which was nice. But um, yeah, I expect to see a decent crowd, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. All right, we'll move on. I've got a little bit of a quiz prepared. Uh, we'll get through this one quickly. Uh, it's a team quiz, so you're working together on this one, guys. Oh, yeah. Lovely. You're not, that. You you're not going against each other this time. I thought we'd like you know, we, like we make, make this a bit more inclusive. Can we Google or not now? You cannot Google, okay. um, as per pretty much every quiz ever. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> if the church one, you still get it wrong, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, you would. Uh, I've put together a Who Wants to Be a Millionaire style quiz, so oh. you can win. A fake one million pound extra budget for Alan Pardew in January. Lovely by, uh, Mark Wilson. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, as you both probably watched, who wants to be a million before? Uh, uh, you build up, you build up, you build up. Eventually, you can win a million pounds. There are points when you can stop. You can use your phone, a friend. You can use wow. ask the audience. Wow. Unfortunately, it's just me you're asking. So I'm going to give you some percentages. I'm not going to use that then. <laughs> and you can use your yeah, 50, the 50. Unbelievable. That is Mark what's, Wilson. Uh, what's, do we get some music overlay? Or do we have to pay copyright? On this, uh, I may be adding this in in post production, but okay. there will be none uh, for now. <laughs> don't, don't send it to Want to Be a Millionaire because we'll get a 10 grand bill on our hands. It won't be great. <laughs> Chris Tarrant, knocking. Yeah. All right, so question one this one is for £100. <laughs> As you'd imagine, these first five questions are rather easy. <sighs> Who was Alan Pardew last in charge of as manager? Palace, Villa, PSG, or Besiktas? Wow. Oh, I think it's. Crystal Palace, are you happy for that? that? Unbelievable, that. you've got it right. Yes, boom. The nickname of Pardew's former club for £200, please. The Hawks, the Robins, the Eagles, or the Pterodactyls? The C, I think. I think C, I think C. C. Yeah, yeah, got that one. Uh, what famous celebration did Alan Pardew perform after Jason Punchin put his Palace side ahead in the FA Cup final of 2016? Nathan's actually doing it now. <laughs> did he do a backflip, a dance, a star jump, or a handstand? I think I think not, and none of the above. I don't think quite a dance, mate. But he I did it a dance. Loosest yeah. form of a dance. I've Funnily enough, seen. someone asked him about that at his unveiling. Did he? And he said uh, it was a good response from him. He what did said, he say? "Did you get the short straw to ask me that then?" Uh, <laughs> and he was stony face. No, I. I, I, fair play to him because I think he does mean business with Albion so yeah. he, he was not engaging in any of that sort of frivolity so. he'll never escape from that gift though will he no he won't I think he, he yeah as I said he, he probably wants to be taken a bit more seriously than yeah. that as long as he owns it he'll be alright if you live up to it it's fine. look if, they, if, if, if Albion go 1-0 up in a cup final then he can do what he wants I think the Albion fans will be going absolutely bonkers <laughs> but yeah, I forget to a cup final can you imagine it would be insane if they you've had your Wembley your Wembley fill for the for the year oh, right yeah. now yeah. food decent at Wembley by the way oh mate it was a different class it was unbelievable oh it's quality isn't it it was a medium rare steak oh, oh. mate wow I still prefer the uh, chicken bolty pie at Albion sure oh. so that's different class medium rare steak you can't beat that can you no you can't you, you're not getting that port of the way we had um, there was some like ginger cake with custard Oh. And I was just tucking into it. I was just yeah. as I was finishing it, the waitress, because they had waitresses. I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Came over and said, look, someone's enjoying their pudding. <laughs> and I was like, I really am. This is, di- I mean, this is unbelievable. I mean, at uh, three o'clock kickoff, you were tweeting pictures at 11.30 a.m. I was like, yes, you've got there early, son. You've got there early. 
take full advantage of that. Seconds, absolutely. Uh, what was the result of that cup final for £500? Did Palace win in 90 minutes? Did United win in extra time? Did Palace win on penalties? Or was the game abandoned? Well, the game was not abandoned. No. United won in extra time. Yes. They did I indeed. That. I hope it wasn't extra time or in 90 minutes. I might have had a problem there. <laughs> yeah, I thought that one would, might, 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 might trip you up if I offered them. Uh, and for £1,000, and this is for your safety yes. line. Yeah. Yes. Who replaced... At, Alan Pardew as Crystal Palace boss. Was it Tony Pulis, Ian Holloway, Neil Warnock, or Sam Allardyce? Uh, it was it was Warnock, I think. Was it? Do you want? Are you sure? It definitely wasn't Allardyce. Got, Allardyce was, it wasn't too, it was later. It wasn't Pulis. What's the other one? There was Warnock, no. Holloway, Pulis, or Allardyce. Warnock. 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 Are you sure? Well, I'm giving you a warning now. <laughs> Wait, was it Holloway? Do you want to do 50-50? Yeah, can we do 50-50? You can. It's been it's been shortened down to Allardyce or Pulis. What? Eh? Was it Allardyce? Was it Pulis? Well, Allardyce was... It wasn't Pulis, was it? Well, Pardew was 11 months ago. 11 months was Palace. So oh, it was Allardyce. So it was Allardyce. 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 Allardyce, you're right. Goodness me. Deary me. Do you know what I was thinking? I was thinking, <laughs> a long time I was ago. thinking who replaced Pulis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Warnock replaced Pulis. It's okay, we've lost a lifeline. It's fine. It's all so good. So you, you used your 50-50. It's the worst It's the worst 50-50. It's the worst one out of the three anyway. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. I, I did that on purpose. Because if you're going to say Neil Warnock. He was going to give us... I didn't want this quiz. I got confused because I thought you meant who replaced Pulis. The amount of time I put into this quiz, I'm not letting you go out on I did one with Lee Sanders and Tim. Spears in a Wolves podcast about six months ago boo. Uh, boo. <laughs> and uh, and Lee Sanders got it wrong on the second question oh, as a Cardiff City dear. so there was like I had 12 questions ready to go and he just killed me alright so guys you're safe now Okay. okay. regardless yeah. of what happens you're leaving with a thousand pounds for Alan Pardew I'm sure he's thrilled as he's listening wow, to this wow we've got yeah, literally no. one thirtieth of, um, of Johnny Evans wages yeah exactly a week one seventieth so, so you can answer this one it doesn't matter if you get it wrong uh, which one of the following clubs has Pardew not managed? This is for £2,000. Reading, Charlton, West Ham or Yeovil? Yeovil. Yeovil. Correct. Yeovil is right. Okay. Two on two grand now, yeah? You're on two grand. Boom. This one for four. Okay. Pardew has won one domestic trophy of note as a manager. I know this. What was it? The FA Cup, the Football League trophy, the Europa League or the League Cup? It's the Football League trophy. Nailed it. Boom! Boom. Trophy. Wilson, very good there. For bonus points, do you know which team you won it with? Southampton nailed it. Oh, look at this! That was that was just a bonus question. It wasn't for any money. Huh. This one for eight thousand pounds, and we did touch on this before, so you should get it right. Pardew was famously awarded a surprisingly lengthy contract with Newcastle United. How long was it? Six, seven, eight, or nine years? D. Uh, C. Sorry. Ooh. C. C. Eight years. Eight years. Correct. Uh, number nine. This one for sixteen thousand pounds. So we're talking big money now, guys. Pardew's been an FA Cup runner-up twice. As a manager, mm-hmm. once with Palace, and which other side? Oh, West, no. Ham, oh, Charlton, West Ham, Charlton, Newcastle, West or Reading? Definitely West Ham. It was the Stephen Gerrard 3 3, wasn't it? Is that your final answer? Yeah, yeah. final answer. Yeah. Nailed it. It was the Stephen Gerrard Cup final. Yeah. Stevie G. Okay, for £32,000. Now, this is your second, second safety net, I believe. Yeah, 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 with two, two lifelines. Yes. In which season did Alan Pardew win both the Premier League Manager of the Season oh. and the LMA Manager of the Year? 11-12. For £32,000. This was also, he was also the first English manager to win 11, both 12. in the same season. 11-12. Was it 2009, 2010, 2010, 2011, 2011, 2012, or 2012-13? Ask, ask, ask the audience. Go on, ask the audience. Ask the audience. Ask the audience. Okay, so... Could do with it. 4% say 2009-2010. Yeah. 12% say 2011-2010. Yeah. 2012. Uh, 
16% say 2012, 13, and upward of 50% say 2010, 2011. We'll go with that one. We'll have to go with that then. A good, good lifeline. Yes. 2010, yes. 2011, yeah. Nailed it. Yes. Right. Yes. Thanks, audience. The audience uh, applaud you for that one. Uh, okay, so you've got your £32,000. Now you're on to £64,000. Again, you can answer this one. doesn't matter if you get it wrong. Alan Pardew's still getting 32 k Who did Alan Pardew beat in his first league game in charge of Crystal Palace's first league game? Should find a friend. I've got no Southampton, idea. Everton, Spurs or Man City? I've got no idea. Should find a friend. Yeah, who who are you going to phone? That's the problem, isn't it? Alan Pardew? Yeah, give, you've got Pardew's number. <laughs> give him a buzz. You can call anyone. Great, Pardew's got it wrong. Oh, well, we can actually call people. You can actually call people and put them on speakerphone. Who, 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 I don't who, know who, anyone. Who are the answers? Who? There was Southampton, Everton, Spurs, or Manchester City. I've got, I, I don't know anyone that would know that. <laughs> well, I mean, people upstairs will probably have access to Google, and I can't police that, so... Southampton, Everton... Spurs, or Manchester City. His first league game in charge at Crystal Palace. These are the questions get I don't think it's Manchester City. Spurs. Southampton, Bournemouth Club. Is it Southampton, Everton, yeah, Everton... Maybe it was Everton. Everton. I feel like he didn't. He didn't mention that. He he didn't mention that his first game with, with Palace was against a former club. Yeah, so I, I think, think he would have said that. So it's not Southampton. Let's gamble and go Everton. Everton. Final answer. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. You're wrong. Oh no! Oh, it was Spurs. Oh crap! Spurs. Unfortunate. Okay. Thirty-two k for Pardew. Thirty-two k for Pardew. It's okay. It's decent effort. That's okay. Nice Come car, on. isn't it? What was, the, what was the million? What was the million pound question? Do you want me to go through the last couple of questions? Yeah, go, yeah, go on. Fun. Okay. Question twelve was for one hundred twenty-five k. You could have had that. Alan Pardew successfully guided West Ham to playoff success in two thousand five, beating Preston one 0 at the Millennium Stadium. Who scored the only goal of that game? <sighs> West Ham. Marlon Harewood, Rio Coca, Noble, or Zamora? I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Zamora. Harewood. Zamora. Zamora, Bobby Zamora. Bobby Z. Good player. Good player. Decent player. Uh, all, all of them pretty decent, actually. Uh, question 13 well, would have been Harewood. for 250. <laughs> he was a Villa legend, he was. <laughs> Pardew's highest winning percentage as manager came during his time with Southampton. What percentage was it? 51.7%, 53.1%, 56.3%, or 49.8%? 49. 49.8%. Yeah, I'm going to say D. No, 53.1%. Ah. Wow. Fair play. Uh, question 14 was for half a mil. Alan Pardew was in charge of Newcastle when they famously got 35 million for Andy Carroll from Liverpool. Yeah. But who was his most expensive signing during his time at St. James's Park? Go on. Benarfa, Kabai, Sissoko, or Papi Cisse? Cisse, I think. CC was their record buyer, I think. Yeah, CC. Nailed it, 10.8 million, according to transfermarket.com. Well, they're, they're not particularly accurate, but carry on. All right. <laughs> I remember doing a free agent list, and half of them weren't free agents. No, he's gone. No, he's gone. No, he's gone. That oh, great. That must have gone well. Yeah, it went down well. Uh, and the million pound question. This was a million pound question. Pardew's first managerial experience came, actually came during a one week stint as caretaker boss for Reading. But who was appointed permanent boss after his caretaker oh, spell? Oh, goodness. Go on. Was it Terry Bullivan, Tommy Burns, Steve Coppel, or Kevin Dillon? Bullivan. Coppel. No, it was Burns. He replaced <laughs> Bullivan as caretaker. Oh, decent, decent, decent like that. Then we got under, how much did we get? 32G? 32G. Yeah, two big ones. 32K. It's not bad. Two brand So we'll quickly move on to predictions. <laughs> uh, Pardew takes on his former club, Crystal Palace. Matt... How do you think he'll get on? My heart says he will win. <laughs> My head says it might be a draw. Uh, look, I think hopefully a new manager bounce and all that. 
that they they have scraped by with a two one, and mm. every, it's all rosy in the garden. I'm hoping. Mr. Nathan Tudor. Wilfred Zaha puts Palace one 0 up first half. Salman Rondon equalises second half one one. One one, and one. I am going for a barnstorming three all draw. Three all draw. I am indeed. love that free flowing attacking football. Six goal thriller. Attacking football. That's just what we want. Absolutely, guys. Thanks so much. I know we've overrun a little bit today, but. Um, I think warranted with the uh, situation. Yeah, I'd imagine so. Uh, Nathan, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Luke. Uh, And good luck to the Albion this weekend and Mr. Pardew. We'll catch you guys next week.